0: what's going on everybody and welcome back to hit the books podcast episode 32 here big week ahead by our episode next week the nhl playoffs will have started super excited to dive into that more on the nba playoffs and more coming up but first let's introduce my co-host no mackie this week just huff so huff what's happening buddy
1: what's going on everybody back for another week as you said episode 32 excited uh to get into like you said some of the nba playoffs and uh Look ahead at the NHL, what we're going to see for some of these NHL playoff matchups, a lot going on with the NFL draft tomorrow, a lot of college, ba- some college basketball news that we're going to get into, some commits, uh, some transfers moving around, uh, a lot of stuff to get into. So let's cut the small talk. Let's get right into the sports. What do you say?
0: I'm All for it. Let's do it. All right. First up, men's college basketball. What do you got for us, Huff?
1: Yeah, so a uh, couple transfers moving around and a couple uh, NBA draft uh, declarations, I guess you would say. Um, yeah, so WVU forward Sean McNeil commits to Ohio State after visiting with Louisville. That's one that hits home for me as a WVU alum. Uh, he, was a, he was a nice little player for us. I've definitely helped us on our, you know, I would say runs, but we didn't have too many tournament runs in the past couple of years. He was a nice player for us in the uh you know, regular season, Big 12 tournament, always coming up big and big games for us, but uh, with just the situation that WU basketball is in, uh, losing a lot of their players to the transfer portal this year, uh, it's going to be a tough, you know, couple years for WU, but best of luck to him at Ohio State. They're definitely on the rise. They had a nice year last season. But another one, another big name in college basketball, Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga. He's declaring for the NBA draft. Don't really know where they project him to. Get drafted, but especially with his size being obviously as big as he is height-wise, but as small as he is weight and kind of muscle-wise, doesn't have too much um to him other than the height and the reach on his um you know his arms. He is like literally the longest person I've ever seen in my life. But I don't know. I'm very interested to see what he's able to do in the NBA. Kind of what role he plays. Um, if you know, kind of like how Giannis when Giannis came into the league, he was this really scrawny guy, and then. Obviously, he, you know, hit the weight room, started eating right, and we see the man, player that he's come into, obviously, putting on all that muscle and all the weight that eventually allowed him to become a MVP back-to-back, um, you know what I mean, finals MVP and finals, you know what I mean, champion. So, I'm not saying Chet Holmgren is the same caliber or Giannis, but just interested to see if he's able to play at that weight class or if he's going to have to, you know, put some put some beef on the bones or see what he's able to do. But Nothing else too much coming out from college basketball. Here's a interesting one that I saw on John Rothstein's Twitter. Uh, Houston, Cincinnati, and UCF are all planning to join the Big 12 for the 2023 and 2024 year. B- BYU has already announced it will join the B- B- Big 12 for the 2023-2024 year. So it looks like the Big 12 is expanding. I, I mean, obviously Texas and Oklahoma are on their way out, but that's four teams on their way in. So uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, if there's other schools on their way out or what's kind of going on with the reseeding of the big, of the power five schools as some of these schools try to find their way in to a power five team from a division or from a conference. I guess you would say like, you know, the Atlantic or, um, you know, the MAC, some of these schools trying to get reseeded, not saying any school specific, but obviously these guys like Houston, what's coming from, I believe, the American I believe it's called Cincinnati. Same conference and UCF. These guys are all trying to come from that same conference and come over to the Big 12. Uh, Cincinnati, obviously making the College Football Playoff last year. I don't know if this is for college basketball and football. I don't know if they're, you know what I mean, can do like different sports, different conferences. I don't believe so. But obviously, Cincinnati being the school that made the College Football Playoff last year, being the one that came from out of a Power Five conference. It'll be interesting to see what they're able to do in a school or in a conference like the Big 12, if they're able to, you know, continue their success. Obviously, they had a guy that's going to be getting drafted uh, this weekend in Desmond Ritter, a star quarterback. But uh, it'll be interesting to see college basketball. As Houston, you know, they've been a powerhouse in college basketball the past couple years. And uh, obviously, UCF has had their run in uh, football. But it'll be interesting to see. uh, I'm I haven't heard too much on this. I just kind of t- jotted this note down because it definitely was a big news whenever I saw the tweet. But uh, I didn't see if it's you know went or if this goes into effect. Obviously, all sports I would assume, but definitely would be interesting when you hear more about this. Obviously, like I said, Texas and Oklahoma leaving the Big 12. I believe it's that same year, 2023, 2024. But obviously, with four schools coming in, it'll be interesting to see what else happens, if anything. So. Um, not much else coming out of college basketball, but I know you had a couple little interesting sports betting notes that you found uh, that you wanted to get into. But I'll let you kind of dive into that real quick.
0: Yeah, that's a big move for the Big Twelve, bringing in more teams. You got to think there's more there. Uh, more. To yeah,
1: it's it's just the fact that I mean I don't know exactly if there's twelve teams in it. I'm not like that into the seating of all these or the conferences and stuff like that. But i to um, tell you. Yeah, like Big Ten, you know what I mean. Like, they obviously when they originated, there was, but I really don't care enough to look it up right now. But it'll be interesting to see what comes of this.
0: Yeah, yeah, I do have some sports betting news. Betley becomes the first legal iPhone application for sports betting in Arkansas. <laughs> uh, they've gotten their legalization for sports betting, but you know, no big sports books have swooped in there yet. You know, FanDuel and Caesars. It's said that they're looking, but Haven't made any moves yet, which is kind of interesting. You think, you know, they're so into it, just it's a quick move on the application to a new state. Uh, I don't know if the regulations and stuff are tougher or what, but some random application called Betley.
1: Steph Curry just hit a fucking huge three to start this game. Dang. Nuggets plus eight and a half. Yeah. Yeah, right now. It is nice play, Jokic. Eight five Warriors start of the game. Be hearing me commentate this throughout the podcast, so just so you know what I'm talking about.
0: Colorado having its second highest month for sports betting, clearing 500 million. 60 percent of those <sighs> wagers coming from basketball plays, with table tennis taking a plummet in wagers this month.
1: That's gross, right? Like that's not
0: pretty. That's pretty high. I mean, that's their second highest month ever, and yeah, I'm that's saying pr- pretty damn high for most places. No, I'm, I mean, no,
1: I'm saying like that's like gross income. That's not like their profit, right?
0: Oh, correct. That's, like, how much money was bet
2: through.
1: Yeah, it's, like, funneled. Yeah, like, that's how much was sent through the app.
2: Correct. That's crazy. How, what do you think their profit was?
0: That's the thing. I have no idea what their profits are, but, like...
2: Do they profit state to state? You know what I mean? Because you, the taxes yeah, are Yeah, because...
0: It, exactly. Yeah, the ta- all the tax rates are different. So, you know, some states are, you know, like, 15% on some of these things out of the casino and like the taxes they have to pay not you know even thinking about the taxes you know you and i as the end user have to pay yeah so they're bringing in tons of cash from the sports betting their profit yeah is probably spread out state to state but it's probably all grouped into one number like those numbers i read you
1: you think like one sole dude owns like any of these apps like draftkings vandal or is it like i know it's like obviously a business but like
0: so, yeah, there's there's somebody at the top usually. Um <sighs> But you got to remember, you know, these Fanduel now is, you know, it's mostly sports think, betting, but Caesars gonna, is a hotel chain as well. I was gonna, yeah, GM, but like that's hotel what I mean.
1: Like, Fanduel, DraftKings. It, you know what I mean it, like
0: Yeah, it's hard to say if there's one person that owns it, you know, cuz
1: it has Even to be starting like a cool these roof, things is not least, a one-person you know what I mean? job. That's what I mean. It's like there's you can't just start this.
0: Right, but there's how's this? Somebody has majority. Yeah. Like somebody has more say than somebody else.
1: Yeah, somebody has at least half say. Right. Compared to the other people, three people share the other half.
0: Three people and who know? You know, billion investors.
1: Yeah. Get temper out of ten percent. Yeah.
0: Right. Lots of good stuff coming out of the sports betting world. More states getting legalized all the time. It's all good stuff.
1: Let's get into some of this NHL talk. I know as we look ahead of these NHL playoffs. so Let's get into this NHL.
0: Heck yeah. All I got a quick little stat here. All Eastern Conference teams that have made the playoffs have 100 plus points. First time in NHL history that this has happened.
1: That is wild.
2: That's insane. That's... It's so competitive. You know, they're. It's going to be a good playoff, I think. But you were saying before the playoff or before the podcast here, Huff, you don't have much faith in the
0: Pens. And I got to agree with you there.
1: It's just the situation with Jari right now with the foot. I mean, obviously, I felt a lot better about a month ago before you hear this news. And just kind of the way they've been playing of late, they've looked like. Kind of the offense has gone dry. Some of these games, we're only putting up the one goal, in, or the one goal in Philly, the one goal last night against Edmonton at home.
0: Yeah, they're just breaking down. Like Malkin getting suspended.
1: Yeah, you just have to wonder, like if they run into Florida or the Rangers, and you know, especially the Rangers, you run into Shostakin, he gets hot. Like if this offense runs dry, and you're playing a goalie like Shostakin, you can't win put it playing one goal or winning, scoring one goal a game. And I mean, you look at. Florida, even if you, you know, rattle Bobrovsky and they decide to go to Spencer Knight, I mean, he's a first round pick goalie. He's sitting there. He's, I mean, I think he's younger than me and you. I think he's younger than Mackey. Like, this, if you're 21, 22 years old, you put in an NHL playoff game, like, I could tell you, I'd be, you know what I mean? I'd be, make sure I'm ready. Like, this kid's yeah, Like, I'd be waiting to take that dude's job. I mean, they're obviously, they obviously have faith in him. To get take him, but the first round, I forget what year it was, but uh, he's definitely had his fair share of games. He's um, not like a rookie, rookie in the NHL, like young. I mean, obviously he's a young player, but he definitely has established games played. So uh, even if you do get behind Bobrovsky, Florida's a scary team, obviously up front, but even the goaltending. If you do decide to, or if a team is able to rattle Bobrovsky, they go to Spencer Knight. I think that team is just exactly the spark they would need.
0: I think you're right. It's going to be. I don't, think it will go
1: out, I don't think they'll go out easy, though.
0: You, it shouldn't ever happen like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's but, not set up to be like that, but it happens. So who knows? I'm really worried.
1: We'll have to see. I mean, you just... Like I said, Rangers or Florida?
0: They're top tier, right now.
1: DeSmith, if he has to start, he better be on.
0: Yeah, he, he's got and to be on.
1: And the Rangers look good. Obviously, Florida's Florida, so... Yeah. We're going to Penguins are going to have our hands full.
0: I'm ready for it though. It's going to be an interesting playoff otherwise.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited for it. Let's get into some of these other matchups.
0: Here, I got a couple other things. Um, couple other little things here. Alex Ovechkin leaves the game with an upper body injury versus the Maple Leafs on Sunday, tripping over their goaltender's stick uh after failing to score on a breakaway attempt. Left arm and shoulder made contact with the boards. He said he'll see how he's feeling for the playoff opener, so we won't see him here for the rest of the regular season, these one or two games they may have left.
1: Yeah. It's just, I feel like it's weird whenever you see Ovechkin get hurt, because, like, I feel like he's never hurt.
0: I totally agree with that.
1: But uh, I didn't see the video. I did hear about this before uh, you saying that, but I think he'll be good to go for playoffs. Obviously, him saying, like, kind of hanging it up for the season. He knows the Capitals are in the situation they're in, in the standings, that they're in the playoffs, obviously. So I think he's just kind of waiting and taking some rest. Obviously, he's not the youngest player anymore. So I think a couple couple days rest isn't going to hurt him.
2: Absolutely going to help. I think that's actually the best thing for him. And another thing, the Tampa Bay
0: Lightning visited the White House to celebrate their Stanley Cup victory with with President Biden. And President Biden, when referring to the commissioner, Gary Batman, called him Gary Batman.
2: <laughs>
0: I love it. Like that cracks me
1: up. You gotta you just gotta play the clip. I want to thank Commissioner Gary Batman and for being here as well. And uh, at the risk of stating the obvious here, it's a pretty good time to be in a sports fan.
0: All the lightning players were just cracking up behind him. They, why they it.
1: like my question is why did they wait so long to go? That's a
0: good mean? question. I really don't know the answer to that.
1: You're telling me he can't find like three hours to meet with them like six months ago? Right. You know what I mean?
0: Right before the next playoff.
1: Yeah, like why do they it's why are they weird. doing it before the yeah, before the playoffs a year later? You think it would be like how the Super Bowl players go straight to Disney World? Like, I'm not saying you went yeah. to to the White House after you win the cup. Like, I want to party for like a week, but like, I think it should be like a week later. Like, all right, let's go meet the president, do this, and get on with our, you know what I mean, summer or whatever. Like, yeah, I guess it would be summer when you win the cup. It's summer.
0: Yeah, I don't. It'd be easily the best time to do it, but
1: I don't know. That's never made sense to me, but. But that is so funny that he called him Batman. (laughs) I didn't hear that until you
2: told me that. That's funny.
0: (laughs) All right, playoff talk. Sunday, last day of the regular season, May 1st. If the playoffs started today, here are the matchups that we got in the Eastern Conference, the Florida Panthers versus the Washington Capitals, the Carolina Hurricanes versus the Boston Bruins. Toronto Maple Leafs versus the Tampa Bay Lightning
2: and the New York Rangers versus the Pittsburgh Penguins. Florida, you know, coming in one playing the second wild card there.
0: I like Florida on that one.
1: We'll go we'll go with the first one that you said Florida and Washington. one seed versus the wild card, the second wild card seed being the Capitals. Yeah, I see. I don't see Florida having an issue with the Capitals uh, despite Ovechkin getting the rest if he does come back in time, but I see him coming back. Give me the Panthers in five.
0: I was going to say the same thing. No issue for the Panthers here, and I said this is the definition of a five-game series. You know, I think the Capitals are going to be able to win one at home type deal. Yep. And it's going to be the rest of the way.
1: A gentleman sweep. Yes. Respectful. Yeah, I, Florida wants to win this thing at home in game five.
0: Yeah, it'll be a good one for sure though. I think I think the I think they're going to be interesting games just like every playoff game usually is. Most yeah. playoff games usually are, excuse me, but give it to the Panthers. All righty, let's go for the first in the Metro Hurricanes versus the first wild card the Bruins. I think this one's
2: going to be tighter than we expect. I agree. What do you like? I do like the Hurricanes. See,
1: I think Bruins. I think Bruins in seven.
0: Wow, okay. All right.
1: I just think the Bruins are a team. Swayman is a goalie that he's kind of one of those guys going into this playoffs that I see, like, you don't want to play Boston in general, but I feel like he's a goalie that could get hot, obviously with as good of a team that they have in front of them with Marshawn and Posternock and Bergeron and DeBrusque. You know, the names go on and on with Boston. Obviously, they've had it for years. But Boston is not a team that I'm Excited to have to play if, you know, you want to get to the cup. But, you know, I see them having a deep run this season. And I definitely see them having a, not an easy first round with Carolina. But I see the, ser- I see the series going seven. But I, I like Boston to come out.
0: It's a good take, honestly. You can never count out the
1: Bruins. Carolina just, I mean, they've – you hate to say they haven't been there because obviously the past success playoffs – they just haven't won the cup since like what is it? Oh four, oh six, one of those years. Obviously, yeah, I was, something like that. I was that young, so I don't remember. But I just think the experience with the Bruins. I think they're going to get it done.
0: Definitely see this game, this series go into six or seven games. Can agree with you on that.
1: I think if Boston at any point leads this series with three games, they win the next one. Like if it's three one or three two, I think they close it out. I don't think this goes, yeah, I think, You know what I mean. To a situation where Boston has three wins and uh, it's three two, and Carolina comes back and wins in seven. I think there's no way.
0: No, I think you're right. If the Bruins do take a lead in the series, you can't you can't count them out one bit. They got it from the for the rest of the way. I think, but if I think if the Hurricanes get a good handle on them, it's all about the Bruins if they get hot or not.
1: I agree. And the well, Hurricanes' game doesn't fluctuate too gonna, much. Yeah, I think they're gonna have a good. Uh, like, hurricanes have struggled lately.
0: Yeah, I, that's what I'm thinking. Like, a, a little bit. they Ugh. You don't know. What to, I don't know what to think now. Because you're right. They have been struggling a little bit now that I'm looking.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, I don't want to sway you from your pick, but I'm not trying to like make you stay with yours. But I like I still like hurricanes.
0: Well.
1: Let's get into this next one Maple Leafs versus Tampa Bay Lightning. Who do you like here? This is a good. This gonna be a good. This gonna be the most hyped up series.
0: This is going to be easily the most hyped up series. I'm the very excited for this the back, one. Back
1: to back defending cup champs versus uh, the 60 goal scorer Austin Matthews and obviously all the hype around the Maple Leafs and all the expectations they have going into this season. So, what do you like here?
0: I think Toronto chokes. Do you think the Lightning take this series? Hate to say it, but I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't have too much faith in the Maple Leafs. And it's year in and year out, I keep saying that, and it happens, you
2: know. It, ah, dude, I don't know which way to go with this, but the series goes seven,
1: uh, I don't know. I really don't know, because this is going to be a really good series. This series, I think, is another, obviously I said, goes seven games. Uh, give me... Give me the Leafs on a cheap overtime game seven. I feel like that's so Toronto to go to game seven in overtime, but give me give me the Leafs and the and the Tampa Bay Lightning's back to back Stanley Cup running rain, I guess you would say,
0: all right, all right.
1: I don't know. I'm not confident in it, but I'll go Leafs. I'll go Leafs. I had a future on the lightning,
2: oh. Is it still alive? No. I had the Chiefs okay. winning the Super Bowl. Gotcha. I remember that. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I'm not confident in that Maple Leafs pick. I don't know. All right. I'll go with it.
0: All right. You're, you're riding the Leafs. I know you are.
1: Matthews. Matthews will score in game seven. Huge goal. Huge goal. Yeah.
0: He'll start it off and
2: finish it.
1: Yep. Leafs in seven.
2: Clip it. It's going to happen. All right, last game in the
0: Eastern Conference, the New York Rangers and the Pittsburgh Penguins, our hometown team, against Mackey's New York Rangers. What do you got, Huff? You're going first on this one.
1: I'll take... So obviously, like I said, you heard my take on the Penguins earlier. This series... I'm not picking against the Penguins. Give me the Penguins in six, like... Like I said, if they they do everything that I said, they win this series in six. Obviously, you have to, you know what I mean? Like, Mackie's going to kill me for this entire take. But, like, if you can get behind Shostakhin and they have to go to Gorgiev or whatever his name is at any point of the series, you're going to score on him. The offense, you know what I mean? If Rust, Gensel, Crosby, Malkin, like, cut the bullshit. Get back on your game. We've been there before. Like, Mackie said, like, Mack, care of business. I was going to say, I've, I've known Mackie now for a couple years. He's just as scared going into this series. I know they have a little confidence because they've had the Penguins number all season, but I know every bit of him, like, everyone has that little bit of, like, worry about their team. Like, the same thing that we're having right now about the Penguins. Like, all right. rain, rain, I mean, like, obviously Fox, you know, obviously the Rangers have all-stars all around. and Fox, like, Panarin, you know what I mean, Kreider, like, we, it's easier said than done. But like, if Gensel can have a great series, if Latang can have a good series, but the biggest thing is like, the bottom, bottom lineup players, the depth players for the Penguins that have been struggling. Like, obviously Dumoulin's not a bottom of the lineup player, but he hasn't been playing great for us. Pedersen hasn't been playing great. Um, Matheson, he's been he needs to pick it up um, of late. But um, obviously, it's going to come down to goaltending, as it does every year with the Penguins. And that's one of the issues that the Rangers do not have going into this year. Is they we are going to be seeing the Vesna goalie in the first round if it ends today. So, even the Pens in six or seven.
0: I'm going to take Pens in six or seven as well. And you're 100 percent right. Mackie is going to hate this take, but
1: Penguins will win. Penguins will win one in New York.
0: Yes, they will. And I, I they're going to split the first two, and then Pens they, at home.
1: I think they split the second playoffs. two, but Penguins go up to one.
0: I don't know. I love Pens at home. You know, we like the playoff energy that coming out of Pittsburgh is just unmatched, in my opinion. I, you know, I've been to enough playoff games in other cities and stuff to know, like it's crazy. Yeah, you've been crazy. To a lot
1: of playoff games in other cities. Vegas
0: is the only town that I can say that matches, and it's because they—it's Vegas, right?
1: Vegas is like the most hated team in the league. Did you listen to Chicklets this week? They were talking about are they the most hated? Oh my team in the god! League? Yeah, yeah. That's funny. It's
0: crazy. Everyone was jumping Just for joy. Go, yeah, but. like crazy. I so I like pens in six or seven. Honestly, give me six.
1: Yeah, I'm not picking the Rangers, dude. Like,
0: no, I can't. Sorry, Mackie. Alrighty, that clears up our Eastern Conference chat. Let's move over to the Western Conference. We got Colorado and Dallas, Calgary and Nashville, Minnesota and St. Louis and Edmonton and Los Angeles Kings. Let's jump into that first one. Avalanche and Stars.
1: I don't think there's much to this series. I think the Avs win in four.
0: All right. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I I mean, I can't disagree with that because honestly, I don't like what the stars have been doing lately they're not impressing me by any means
1: other than robertson and hints i mean obviously they have sagan and ben like these guys get hot they have a really nice team but ottinger and Nett, like they have the players but i just think that the, the stars studded lineup for the avalanche is too good uh grubauer and net kale mccarr you know f- you look around the lineup mckinnon landis cog like you can rant it in like they're when they're buzzing at home, they're going to be up 2-0 before the um, Stars can even think about it. and They're going to go to Dallas, get up 3-0, and then I think game four, they'll win like a commanding 4-1, 4-0. You know what I mean? Just solidify the series, and it won't even be a question.
0: I think that's a good take, honestly. The Avs are perfect. I think they're going to go really far this year, so I'm taking Avs, and I'm thinking five. I I don't think think the Stars, maybe take one from them, but...
1: I'd be surprised if the Stars lead any game at this series at any point.
0: That would be something.
2: That would be interesting.
1: I think the Avs just, I don't think they have any issue with them. That's no disrespect to the Stars. I just think the Avs are that good.
0: Alrighty, next. I'm pretty excited for this series, Calgary Flames and the Nashville Predators. How about you go first on this one? Because I think you're going to be surprised by my take.
1: Obviously, the kind of very successful season that the Calgary Flames have had, and uh, you look at a team like Nashville with a goalie like UC Soros and um, a potential Norris winner in Roman Yossi. I haven't looked at the odds latest between him and Kale McCarr, but obviously the year that Yossi's having uh, and all the uh, great players on Nashville. This is a tough series. I think this is going to be another really good one, like you said. I think Calgary skill up front, is gonna be put to the test with Soros and Ned, I think, and with you know Yoshi on the back end uh, for Nashville. But it's a tough. This is gonna be a really tough series for the Flames. Do not think, you know, in any sense of the word, this series goes less than six games for either team. Uh, if Nashville wins, I like them in seven. But Calgary wins, I like them to win it in Nashville in six. I don't know. It, I'll, I'll go Calgary in seven.
0: You were really reading my mind up until the end there. I love Soros. I think this is a tight, tight series, seven games, Nashville in seven. I think, you know, they are going to come out and play like the Nashville Predators that we see most playoff years. And I think they're going to play well. And I think Soros is going to take them at least past this first round. I can't speak past that, but.
1: I absolutely agree with everything you just said. I just, it's kind of the same thing as the Leafs and Tampa one. I'm just like, I don't know. I just think th- I think this is the year Canadian teams do good.
0: I like that take. I like that.
1: I think. Did you see Big Cat tweeted? No, what did he say? He said, I want to bring the Stanley Cup to Canada.
0: <laughs> oh, my God.
1: <laughs> he said he's placing a future on every Canadian team to win the Cup.
0: Oh, my goodness. That's awesome. So I love who is that.
1: that? Leafs, Flames, Oilers. Yeah. It's not bad chances.
2: No, it's really not.
1: All about like the series, good go teams. Those are all like good teams, but obviously the Leafs and Flames have tough first round matchups.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But you I like think Nashville that, in seven. I like Nashville and seven. It's going to be a toss up in seven. Like I, I really think it's going to be super tight up until seven, and then either team is going to
2: break loose.
1: This this series kind of reminds me of the Boston Carolina one.
2: Yeah, I see that. Let's get into this next one. You want to start on this one? Yeah, let's do it. Minnesota Wild and the St. Louis Blues. I'm thinking. I think you got to go
0: with the hot hand right now. With you know two solid goaltenders, the Minnesota Wild. Talbot and flurry Talbot not playing well as of late, but flurry, you know, three consecutive starts as of last night, I believe. So I think, you know, you, you gotta be really happy with their goaltending situation and how the, just the options they have. I love, I loved when the penguins had those options uh, previous years. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Go for it. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I'm right with you. I don't know if you made a game pick, but I like I like the Wild and Six. Um, I think, and that's, again, no disrespect to St. Louis, I think that uh, the season that they've had, this is just one of those uh, matchups in the first round where both teams kind of have expectations to go very far in the playoffs. So obviously, Minnesota, kind of, you know what I mean, a long shot, not known for, obviously, they haven't really been there in the past. They've never won a cup and obviously they haven't had a run in I don't even know how long, but I'm excited to watch the Minnesota Wild. I think this team—Kaprizov and, uh, like you said, Flurry and Talbot and net with the options, and uh, Jared Spurgeon on the back end. I think this team's really good. So, I think look out for the Minnesota Wild in the West. But I don't see them struggling too much with St. Louis. But Bennington gets a, you know good, and you know Ryan O'Reilly, um, Jordan Kyrou—the year that he's had—but you can never count out a team that's won the Cup in the past five years.
0: Totally agree. Yeah. I did not make a game pick. So six is what I'm thinking. You got to think St. Louis takes two, right? Like,
1: at least two. This could go seven. Yeah. This could be wild in seven. See,
0: I, I could see multiple seven game series here in this first round.
1: This is going to be a crazy playoffs.
0: Yeah. It's going to be awesome. I mean, we're just getting into it. Edmonton Oilers in the Los Angeles Kings. I don't like the Kings. Give me the Oilers.
1: How many games? Five. I was going to say the same thing. Oilers at home in five. I think yeah. Oilers, um, this is not necessarily a year that I like them to win the Cup, but I think it's a year that they make some noise in the playoffs. Kind of, um, Like I said, this should be an easy series for the Oilers with uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl, but the situation that they have in net with Mike Smith, who's kind of found his own, Koskinen, if they have to go to him, he's shown he's been shaky, but The Oilers should have no issue with the Los Angeles Kings.
0: I agree. Yeah. Give me Oilers. You got to think. They're due. They're due to make some noise here in the playoffs, like you said.
2: Yeah. Oilers all the way. All right. Who do you like to win the cup? Who do I like to win the cup? It's going to be tough. You know. Matchup. Who do you think? Oh. Well, before I say that, I think
0: and this might be different than what I thought other years. I think the east is a little more competitive. Mm-hmm. This come around compared to the west, I I think I usually I usually say that about the west. I usually say the west is faster, you know, all that kind of stuff. I usually say you think you feel like you see more points come out of the west, but mm-hmm. I think the east is going to be the the team to beat this year. You got to think it's going to be. I th- I think it's going to be the Panthers and the Avs. Like, I think it's going to be just a one to one game type deal. Top tier teams just taking over. Who do I think going to win,
2: man? Give me the Avs. I know I said the co- Eastern Conference is the conference to beat, but the Avs just impressed me.
1: I agree. I can't. I. Can't, I, I- I like, I'm going to go right with you, I like the Avs to win the cup, so that means I like them to come out of the west, but there's a couple teams I'm looking at to come out of the east, those two teams, one with a huge asterisk next to it, and it kills me to say it, but uh, I'll say my one that I like first is obviously, I do think Florida has a chance, Obviously, like I said, the skill they have up front, bringing in Giroux, the options they have a goalie. Uh, I, think, I don't even know if Ekblad's back yet, but they're like 17 and one without Ekblad in the lineup. Their best defenseman. Um, this team is just so good. I think a lot of teams are going to struggle when they have to play Florida in the playoffs. But don't call me crazy if Toronto loses in the
2: Cup. I don't think you're crazy.
0: I just think I like if, Tampa if, if they
1: get past, if they get past, um, what's it if they get past Tampa, they get Boston, and I think this isn't the same Boston-Toronto uh, rivalry. I think no, no way. I I think I mean obviously, like I said, I talked at the Bruins. I think they beat the Hurricanes, who are a really good team, but um, I think the Maple Leafs.
2: Matthews scares me this year. I agree with you there. The Leafs are. They're just so Matthews due. is scary. They're
0: just
1: scary. so yeah. do, yeah.
0: Right. They really are. Them Oilers are due, I think, for a little action. And uh, the more I look at this, the more I keep finding my eyes pointing at the wild. I don't know why. I think maybe they're just because they're kind of a little hot right now.
1: It could be like when the Blues won the Cup.
0: Yeah, right. It's going to be a great playoff, to say the least. But I do like Florida to come out of the East, Colorado to come out of the West.
2: Bold pick, I like the Wild. My bold pick's the Leafs. Yeah. Not to win it. I think they lose.
0: No. To go, yeah.
1: But like you would that. think the Wild yeah. would beat the Avalanche in the Western Conference Final. You're not wrong. I, I, mean, like, I you're I, not wrong. That's what you said.
0: Well, I know. But you saying that, like, it's... Yeah. 100% possible. So possible.
1: Dude, what if Flurry just like steals a series? That'd be hype.
0: I love him. I love him.
1: It wouldn't be he's going to do well. It wouldn't he, be against he, us.
0: No, right. He, <laughs> he, he's flourishing again here in Minnesota. It's good to see. All righty, let's jump into some NFL. I got something funny here. Micah Parsons did the ceremonial puck drop at the Hershey Bears game, and it was hilarious. He just walked out there, you know, no, 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 nothing. Just threw the puck in the middle and turned around like he was done. Like that, he did his job.
1: Someone told, someone didn't give him enough direction. and He has never seen a puck drop in his life. I didn't know he was from that area. I didn't either. I mean, obviously he's a Penn State guy, so it kind of makes sense.
0: Right so after that, the Hershey Bears tweeted at him, apologizing for not fully explaining what a puck drop is to him. Like, almost kind of made him look stupid. It was really funny.
1: Yeah, that's a bad look. I wouldn't have even done that.
0: (laughs) I don't even know how he did it, like...
1: It was funny when he turned around, he was like, that's what I was supposed to do? And they were like, no.
0: Oh, cracks me up.
1: And Thursday, we have the NFL Draft first round, Thursday, April 28th. Um, We're going to have the first round of the NFL Draft, obviously, as it continues on throughout the weekend. I love the NFL Draft, as I said. A lot to look at with a lot of how these teams in the top ten are going to go. Obviously, how our Pittsburgh Steelers, how we think they're looking. A lot to look at, but the Jags having the first overall pick. I looked at a couple mock drafts, but... uh, one that I looked at that I'm kind of liking the most compared to what I've seen is uh, Todd McShay's latest one. He thinks that uh, Georgia pass rusher Drayvon Walker will be the first overall pick uh, despite basically the entire offseason so far. Aiden Hutchinson, the Michigan pass rusher, being uh, the betting favorite to be the number one overall pick. Looks like the Jags are going to go with uh, the kind of high-risk, you know what I mean, high-reward player and Walker with kind of – I just feel like he didn't really show his full potential with Georgia, despite them winning the national championship. Where Hutchinson has been known to be like the guy for the past couple of months, but it looks like the Jags are going to go with Trayvon Walker, and then the Lions obviously sitting at the second overall pick. I think if he, if either one of these guys is sitting there in their lap, you have to go with whoever's not taken. So I think if Aiden Hutchinson's available too, two, you you know you got to go with him if you're the Lions head coach, uh, Dan Campbell, who likes a bite kneecaps off according to himself. So I think getting a pass rusher from a guy uh, like Aiden or a guy like Aiden Hutchinson, obviously going to Michigan and coming to the Detroit Lions, uh, I think that's kind of
2: picture perfect, if you ask me. Draft's going to be interesting this year. There's a couple good names here. You,
0: you got it. Yeah, I, I like your picks so far. Can't argue with them at all.
1: Yeah, and then obviously you have a bunch of garbage teams picking 3rd, 4th, 5th. Texans, Jets, Giants going 3rd, 4th, 5th. Panthers 6-over-R. According to McShay, looking to go offensive line uh, instead of the projected quarterback round. As a lot of people were thinking Pickett could fall in this position. I'm seeing a lot of situations where the Steelers could be the first team to take a quarterback. So it's going to be interesting to see who they go with. I'm hearing a lot of people say if they do go the Malik Willis route at 20 uh, or Ritter or any of the quarterbacks other than Pickett, a lot of people are saying, oh, is this the next situation? Like when they passed up on Dan Marino, and you no, know, it's not. I'll be the first to say, I, I don't know if I'll be the first to say, but it, it's not. Kenny Pickett he might have broken uh, Dan Marino's records, but I think Pickett will be a nice quarterback in the NFL, nothing crazy, but um, I don't think he's deserving the six overall pick, and I think the Panthers are kind of starting to realize that in the idea of going with the offensive line and maybe trying to sign a free agent quarterback. I don't know who necessarily is on their depth chart right now, but a um, situation that interests me is the Atlanta Falcons, you know, sitting at the eighth overall pick. Obviously we saw Julio Jones slide over to the Tennessee Titans a year ago. Uh, they could be looking to boost their wideout position, obviously losing Matt Ryan this off season. The Atlanta Falcons are just in a major rebuild right now. Uh, they could look to take the USC star wide receiver, Drake London, or, uh the highly talented uh Ohio State wide receiver Garrett Wilson could go here eighth overall to the Falcons. So this could be a spot where you see either one of those star studded wide receivers go uh, in the top ten to Atlanta. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do with the quarterback position, but uh with Mariota trying to get him some weapons, but it looks like they're gonna be going with Mariota this year. And then the big guy from, obviously, everyone was freaking out the national championship when everyone kind of really saw him on the national stage was Jordan Davis, how big of a human being this dude is, just massive. I don't know his exact height and weight, but I think he's like 6'8", 3-something, like massive dude. Uh, he's looking to go in the top 10 at the Seattle Seahawks, obviously, in another rebuild, getting rid of Russ, um, bringing in a lot of the assets that the Denver Broncos handed over with a lot of picks and stuff in the future and a lot of these young players. Seattle want to rebuild, but um looking to boost their defensive line with Jordan Davis, uh, the national champion from Georgia. Yeah, and I kind of got into my Steelers take. I'd like them to go the Malik Willis route personally, but um, as, you never know. Obviously, draft night brings a lot of trades and I uh, didn't write down any of the big names that are looking to get traded, but obviously Debo and stuff that we talked about the past couple weeks with all these wide receivers that are, you know, not necessarily happy with their quarterback, or their uh, not necessarily their quarterback, their contracts uh, right now, but uh, you got to look. Maybe Debo gets moved tomorrow. A lot could happen, you know, this weekend at the NFL draft. Um, you know, the Jets have been in conversation about sliding out of that fourth or tenth overall pick, maybe both to get Debo, you know what I mean, and a combination of what else uh, – the. 49ers are willing to send with him you know uh, a lot of these deals that get made I'm never too surprised when they find something uh, like a lot of people are saying like when Le'Veon Bell held out for the Steelers it's almost better to just trade these guys and get what you can for them out there at the top of their game Uh, because when they hold out and come back for these big money deals and you get nothing for them I'm not saying Le'Veon has been a great player after playing for the Steelers has been you know average at best but I think you know the NFL draft brings a lot of news so Look out for all the, the trades and stuff tomorrow night, but that's kind of how I'm looking at the top ten. I'd like us to go Malik Willis, like I said. Um, still iron the Browns situation with Baker Mayfield, but uh, I want a quarterback. I want to go in a camp with Trubisky, Mason Rudolph, and Baker Mayfield or Malik Willis. But one A, one B. I'll take you. Whoever comes first, I'm. You're my guy.
0: NFL draft this weekend gonna be good. Yeah, I'm hoping for some good stuff here at the Steelers. Malik Willis, or
1: they're gonna go. I know they're just gonna fucking like, big middle finger to me and just go off offensive line, which I won't Ugh. be mad about. But like,
0: <laughs> right, just but... when you
1: draft an offensive lineman, I it's so like, oh. you yeah, know what I mean, especially like, in the first it's not round. Exciting, man. but they're good, but it's not exciting. Like, it's right. fun. like we draft a quarterback, we haven't drafted a quarterback since what you know, obviously Mason Rudolph in the third round. But when's the last time Steelers picked a quarterback in the first round? Big bet,
2: yeah. Shit. It's time. I'd love dude, it'd be so fun. I think it'll happen. Little score, you up, got score update. Little score update. Uh
1: Warriors up five, six minutes left in the second.
2: Nice, nice. Let's go,
0: Bucks. Let's go, Bucks. Nuggets. Sorry. Let's go
1: nuggets. Bucks game's over. We didn't get that. Pick <laughs> Bucs out. Game we had Bucks minus twelve.
2: Yep. Damn it. Damn it. Damn, damn. it. Damn it.
0: Alrighty, let's jump forward. NBA.
1: Yeah, speaking of some NBA.
0: For NBA, we got Kyrie Irving says he'll resign with the Nets, and managing the franchise is now apparently a part of his job. <laughs> Pretty interesting. Interesting thing from an interesting guy.
1: Dude, the Nets are a fucking dumpster fire joke. Yeah, if I was Kevin Durant, I'd pull. Enough. I'd just be like, I've 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 switched teams enough. I might as well just do it again. know what I mean I'd get out of there I don't know too much good that's going to come out of the the duo of him and Kyrie obviously they've played like I don't even know the amount of games they played together it's like disgustingly low and you can't expect to get you know team chemistry and where each other's going to be on the court obviously you know we saw what Durant was able to do with Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and Golden State and obviously what Kyrie was able to do with LeBron but um, that's back before you know Kyrie was out on all this crazy stuff off the court and um, saying it like you know, not playing and play only playing away games, and obviously that's you know his stance on the COVID stuff, and let him you know do what he wants with that. I'm not gonna you know argue with that, but you know when it becomes, he even had said after the they got swept last night, he said you know I feel like I was a distraction to my team off the court, and um, it was evident on you know the team on the on the court. I would say you know feels like. Uh, the series that he had losing in four games to the Celtics, like, obviously, the Celtics are no joke of a team, but uh, obviously the Brooklyn Nets were the betting favorite to win the NBA Finals going into the season. They didn't win a playoff game. Like, there's something wrong there. And I can tell you right now, it's not just Kevin Durant. It's a lot going on with Kyrie Irving, and I just don't see too much upside with this team. And obviously what's going on with Ben Simmons and him now saying there's, like, some mental stuff going on and not allowing his back to heal, and him and his agent are going to work with the Nets, like, I just, I, I would get out of that team. I just don't see too much good ever coming out of Brooklyn right now.
2: Yeah, honestly, Celtics sweep in the Nets, they're a powerhouse. The Nets are just Celtics are
1: sick. Like that's like I said, no disrespect to the Celtics, but, like, they're, they're, they're really good. They're the best defensive team in the league, I mean, if you watch any game in that series, like, People that aren't even basketball fans, you can watch that and be like, holy shit, is this team that good? And you're like, yeah, they're the best. Obviously, the series series that Tatum had, like the buzzer beater
2: was sick. Austin definitely has a lot to look forward to. Yeah, absolutely. I see him going pretty far here in this playoff. What else we got? Suns guard
0: Devin Booker is eyeing a potential return to game six of the series versus the Pelicans. Booker expected to be initially ruled out of Game Six, but considered questionable before tip-off. Suns lead in the series three to two.
1: Um, Yeah, we saw the Suns last night uh, not struggle too much with the Pelicans. Um, You know, early on in the series, we saw you know Alvarado, the young kind of pesky player, rookie. But you know, guys like McCollum and on the Pelicans, Brandon Ingram's having a great series. They're putting up a fight, but you know, I think uh, the Suns going. New Orleans for Game 6. I think they have to close this thing out in 6. I don't know if the game's tomorrow night or Friday, but I think the Suns get this job done
2: in 6 games. I think their plan right now is like, Booker, if they lose Game 6, Booker plays in Game 7 at home. I don't think he's going to play in Game 6. Alright. No Game 6 for
1: him. I mean... With the hearing that he's going to initially be ruled out, like, why would they go from out to bat? You know what I mean? Like, Right, right. I just feel like if he's out, it's on the road. Like, they if they feel like they're the better team and they feel like they can win, obviously, like, you can't ever overlook a team and go in and be like, oh, yeah, we'll win in game seven. Like, it's game seven. Anything can happen. Any sport.
2: You're very right. You're very right.
0: Alrighty, next, Jazz guard, Donovan Mitchell's MRI comes back negative on his left hamstring. Sources tell Adrian Wojnarowski that there is optimism that Mitchell is able to play in game six on Thursday at home against the Mavs. Mavs leading the series three to two. Similar to that other series. What do you got? What do you think of? Huh?
1: I think uh same as the other series, I think the Mavericks get their job get the job done in six. Going back to, or no, this game is in Utah. I do think Dallas goes on the road and gets a win here, same as Phoenix. I think both teams get the job done in six. Luca back. I think Dallas looks good right now.
2: Good stuff. More at the NBA. They're fining the 76ers, Joel Embiid,
0: $15,000 for public criticism of officiating.
1: That was funny. He was. Explain he, that to me. Hello. He man. basically was like uh, talking about all the calls that the Raptors were getting. Um, and this kind of uh, talks about it. But uh, the Mavericks, Suns, and Grizzlies all had the chance to go up 3 1 in their respective series. I know none of those teams are the 76ers, but this kind of just shows with the, how the officiating's been in the first round. Uh, the Mavs, Suns, and Grizzlies all had the chance to go up 3 1 in their respective series. Uh, their opponents shot 42, 40, and 42 free throws. Uh, all in game fours, all three in game fours. That just shows, like, what the NBA is kind of doing right now with the chance uh, to go up 3-1. You know, they don't want this series to kind of go that commanding lead. You gotta look at maybe these refs are stepping in and kind of having too much control of these games. Shooting 42, 40 40 free throws, that's crazy. And, like, obviously you look at Brooklyn and, like, Claxton missed, like, 10 in a row and finally made one, but, like, Most of these guys on NBA teams are draining like 35
2: or 40 free throws. That's insane, honestly.
1: The score right now is 43-42. Like, imagine shooting 42 free throws. It's almost halftime.
2: Jeez. Not sure what to think. That's just a crazy stat. That's not a good look for the NBA. Yeah. No, not at all. Like we said, the Celtics sweeping the Nets. We also got the Bucs
0: taking over the Bulls in five games, winning tonight 116 to 100. A couple more series got to get laid out here, but
1: yeah, nice. playoffs I, kinda, are full I thought swing. the Bucs, as I you know I said I like the Bucks minus 12 tonight. We took it, but couldn't get it on the card. But we did have it. So Bucks minus 12 hits, and the Bucks move on, beat the Bulls in five games. Obviously, they had the injuries. Uh, throughout the first round but bucks are just looking like looking like the team that they were last season as they are the defending champs so i'm definitely excited to watch the second round of these nba playoffs as the first round starts to finish up and i don't know if it's set for boston milwaukee i think if philly wins i don't know if they do the reseeding like the nhl does it all confuses me i just kind of wait till they see they show me a bracket of who's gonna play each other but yeah i'm excited a lot of stuff going on with the nba and nhl playoffs NFL draft. Not too much else coming from me. How about you?
2: A couple little things.
0: We're thinking about doing a live stream on Instagram of the conference finals games, of uh, uh, us reacting to the game and such. I think it's going to be a good one.
1: Yeah, I think that's definitely something the fans are going to want to tune into. Definitely, you know, kind of bet the games with us. can't uh, necessarily listen, but, you know, tune into the stream and, you know, hang out with the boys, watch a couple NBA, NHL games, and make some money. I'm definitely excited for that. It's something to get into. we be looking, to look ahead a couple weeks into May.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited for that. And if it goes well, I definitely think we're going to be looking to do it for some NHL playoff games here. Let us know what you guys think. We're all all for suggestions and things you guys want to see. We're happy to listen and take care of them. But that's all I got, Huff. You got anything else to add? No,
1: got nothing else. I said NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, NFL draft lock coming up this weekend, week. Uh, Can't wait to get back at it, episode 32. Have a good weekend, everybody, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening.
0: And that's going to do it for us this week on Hit the Books Podcast. Thank you for all the support week in and week out. Please be sure to share and check out our various social media platforms and check out our website. All the info is located in our link tree in the description below. And always remember to hit the books.